Welcome to today's episode of the Indowancers podcast. Our guest today is an incredible singer-songwriter who has received public admiration and plaudits from some of India's biggest musical names, including Vishal Dadlani, Ehsan Noorani, Beni Dayal, Jonita Gandhi, among countless others. And she was also the winner of the VYRL Cover Star Contest. Her first two original compositions, titled July 19 and Home, have both been received with extremely positive reviews from leading publications like Rolling Stone India, and they have served as incredibly intimate vehicles through which she has shared her own personal stories. To talk more about her journey thus far, I'm very excited to be speaking to multi-instrumentalist and singer-songwriter, Shweta Shivastava. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Hey, no, it's completely my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. No problem. It's my pleasure indeed. So we'll start off with a topic that I often start off with and have kind of tried to stray away for for reasons you'll understand in a second, but I kind of feel compelled to start there. So for viewers who are tired of me starting here, uh, I apologize. But the reason I want to start with this topic is because it connects with an interview you gave with the Hindustan Times. And the topic that I'm referring to is COVID's impact on your life as a musician. And you said in the interview that COVID helped you build proximity with the viewers. But with COVID, which has made us more physically distant, how do you think COVID brought you closer to your audience? See, if you see from a singer point of view or even from a songwriter point of view, right? Apart from the fact that gigging was something that was extremely intimate and physical, the rest has to do with, you know, your listening and connection. I think because of the social media that was extremely, extremely active, that listening uh, was very effective. And that is exactly how more connections were built. You know, I mean, even if you pick a scenario where you are come with their own, uh, you know, people and, and a lot of people might not, they might be hearing you, but they might not be listening to you. So that aspect was really, really well opened and well received in the pandemic situation. Because everything was shut, so nobody had anything to do. You're absolutely right with that. And when you say that people were listening instead of hearing, do you think that's a direct consequence of, you know, staying at home and all that as well? Of course, definitely. I mean, um, people would, the social animal as we call ourselves, right? you would get tired of listening to some of the things uh, that you're used to. Also, a lot of the things, the ones that are, you know, um, more upbeat, the ones that make you groove, do somewhere, do lack a sensible uh, or an intelligent form of music somewhere, at least in the recent scenario is what I believe. So when you're in the club, you will groove to do it. But will you continue to do that when you're at home? And everybody probably thought, no. <laughs> I want to listen to songs like Satik Kuhar that make sense to me when I'm in my thoughts, when I'm reading a book, or when I'm doing something, having an intimate cup of coffee with just my own intimate thoughts. I want those of those things to be supplemented with good taste of music. And that is, I think, opened a lot of, um, you know, avenues for people who were 
you know a little hesitant or was struggling at the start of it but people went full blown bazunga on it so you talk about how you know the listeners kind of listening habits may have changed because we weren't as social in general do you, do you find that to be true for yourself did you consciously realize that your listening habits were changing in any way i mean as again i think i will not be the right sample size for your question because i Thanks. am a musician and i am a singer songwriter i like to personally you know explore a lot of music of course i was spending a lot of time with myself what happened to me was i stopped listening to a lot of music from others but i started listening to a lot of music that i was making hmm. so my also uh, hearing pattern and listening pattern changed but that was a very different perspective of how it changed for me otherwise if i were not a singer songwriter and i was a person who would I, i mean generally apart from that side of mine i enjoy music when i'm traveling so that did affect me uh, to some extent but the flip happened for me <laughs> yeah and it was post pandemic where you started really you know full on producing your your songs and and putting them out so was it like engaging with your tracks more intimately as you did during lockdown did that kind of pave the way for turning your compositions into full-fledged productions absolutely i mean um, the the way i am calling myself a singer songwriter out there it was not the same nishad at the start of the pandemic and not because i was not confident about my skill it was just you know how music and especially songs that we are putting out they're so personal to us right and want to always have a comfortable space to share. not necessarily sharing it with the world is something that is the first or the instant thought in our heads given the fact that social media was so closely interacting with our personal lives i was going on instagram lives at night and the day whenever i was finding time and it did create a sort of a safe space for me to be able to share my music and i remember nights when i've gone live uh, with about 15 people just 15 people at 4 am and i told them guys i have written this uh, hook not even a proper song i have written this hook what do you think about it <laughs> almost like a feedback session yeah and um, when the response was so positive um i just felt very very uh, confident that yes i need to put out my music and even if there are uh, you know the way that i've started to look at uh, things at the moment is like so my recent single home it just released on the 23rd of march right so it's about one one and a half month at the moment and i have approximately 5000 streams on spotify Correct. alone right uh is it a good number is it a bad number does it does, does it need to do better i don't know but imagine if i was in one room with 5000 people listening to my song i would be blown away so yeah i mean that's the kind of effect that pandemic had and it's continue to you know affect the music journey at least for me so uh let's go away from the present and what i like to do on this podcast is go back go back all the way and kind of uh go on the journey that you've been on throughout your life and see mm-hmm. how you got to where you are today so mm-hmm. let's go back to the very very beginning and a very basic question but what is okay. your first musical memory so i remember i think i was 
freshly out of kindergarten and in class standard 1 and uh, back in the days i used to dance a lot like as kids you know we just were thrown into anything and everything honestly uh, but my was close to me for some reason even in that age and just for her entertainment she pushed me off to the stage and she said we're not dancing today can you just sing for us <laughs> and i was like what <laughs> and i was so conscious and i was this tiny little kid on the stage and there this is the assembly that i'm talking of and then this only song that i knew at that point of time was uh, shahrukh khan's main koi aisa geet gaau ke arzu jagao agar tum kaho and i was in a like a, a position where i'm just escaping a sting bee or something by <laughs> being in only one position and i'm singing this nice happy song <laughs> <laughs> how 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 were you feeling i mean i don't know if you remember but like did you kind of embrace people watching you or was it like full on nervousness no. fear no i don't i did not enjoy that only <laughs> because i was not asked to do that i was forced to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that that's 100% like what i would feel as well but um once in a while you'll get musicians yeah. who are like i love the stage from day one and just like how <laughs> <laughs> i completely at least at that age i mean kudos to kids who are doing it today but at that age i was like i can't do it i don't want to do it but luckily enough i mean because of that so till then i only had exposure to you know my dance teacher and i think because of that day my music teacher also sort of probably saw some potential because oh. the only kind of music that i have done um, with somebody was you know during my school age so the kind of formative years that i have spent at school listening to different kind of music performing different kind of music because we were told to do so that was very important in my journey personally because i'm self taught big ups to that day <laughs> <laughs> so um you you were talking about how you were exposed to different kinds of music and you had to perform different kinds of music What exactly do you mean by this? Like, what what sort of genres were you listening to, and were you mm-hmm. uh, performing? Oh, plenty. So, okay, it's a it's a great mix of so many things. I am originally from Lucknow. Okay, Lucknow it in itself is a culturally very rich city. So there are so many flavors that you know keep keep. coming up to you in in form of audio video different movies of course there was bollywood of course there was you know my parents have been a major influence in my life my parents actually have been singers they would like to perform also they would like to play certain instruments and and that's how you know there was always a culture of music and art at home so that was a really really good bed for me stepped into school of course it was very um, you know comprehensive in the manner that okay there is this competition which is strictly classical so we prepare something that's nice devotional maybe sometimes patriot also um sometimes if we want to do you know stand out in a scenario where you're supposed to do non filmy songs then what do you do then I started. I, I remember I was the first person to start Sufi songs at that point of time to start singing and performing. And given the voice texture I had, it was extremely well received. So that was one a different way, a little away from classical, semi-classical, still, still, but 
um, you know projection and how <laughs> right right so that was one way my music teacher was catholic and he always used to listen to a lot of english music and he also used to you know make us uh, listen to and prepare and sing even if it is christmas carols or if it is a you know some sort of competition or something i remember there was this event where we used to go frequently every year and it was such a good event where you had to compose a piece of literature in your own way so naturally my music teacher and i would do that together and it used to be a duet so interestingly the concepts of harmonies the concepts of how do you sound together when do you want volume together and and that impact together when do you want to split your and open your canvas right i was not formally taught all of that but i was exposed to a lot of that very early and uh, it's actually funny still date you know i i design vocals for a lot of uh, musicians these days okay so i tell them how can they uh, as i said brighten their uh, and broaden their canvas by singing multiple notes how do you harmonize how do you counter melodies and all of that yeah. and if somebody asks me oh how did you come up with that my answer is uh, i don't know <laughs> it just sounds right <laughs> that's wonderful so so is that kind of your your approach till date when you're approaching harmonies like is it more experimental than theoretical yeah 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 it actually is of course i mean and even today when i do speak with people you know who are extremely strong at their theory the concept that they apply is also the same mm-hmm. their approach is to widen the sound of whatever we're doing right uh, whether it's a chorus whether it's highlighting certain sections so when you're doing that you would take the help of the theory notes of course but how do you get fresh sounds then you will get experimental with whatever you know Yeah. and whether i know the theory or not it's all about experiments at the end of the day fair enough yeah that's a great answer and speaking of experimentation that's kind of how you learned to play some of your instruments if i'm correct so when did this journey of of self learning and experimenting with with instruments start for you oh it it the seed was there very early because when i used to see my uh, music teacher play and he was a pianist and i used to go gaga over the way he used to play i used to think and as basic as you know one day i will know how to play a chord one day i will uh, go ahead and and you know play uh, you remember that that ad from airtel by ar rahman oh yeah yeah, yeah. Na, 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 na. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one day i will play that and and there were so like tiny thoughts but they were always there <laughs> i mean i'm just so um, it's 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 really nice to think about all of these things today because uh, that's how you know when one step at a time then i bought a keyboard then i then i youtube so much and then eventually today when i'm writing my own songs on those few chords it just feels so good <laughs> <laughs> so w- when you're experimenting with with instruments the thing is when i've learned instruments i've always been taught so i i don't have mm-hmm. that perspective of what it's like to to self learn an instrument so is it about 
was it more like online uh you know learning on youtube or was it about sounds that you had in your head that you were just trying to put into practice how, how exactly did it go about yeah. this self learning journey i think it was a it was a blend of this along with imitation so when you hear something and then you want to imitate it and then when you play it on the piano then you change the sound to a different maybe a harp or maybe a bass or maybe a guitar then the sound changes so it's just like so much of new things so many new things that you're experimenting with it just changes like that and given the fact that i was i never boxed myself into something so that helped me i think remain hungry for it you know because if to, even today if i hear a song which is like a pasuri i would want to sing it even though um at the back of my head i'm still humming a beyonce song <laughs> so there are still so many things that are going on together in my head and that hunger to be able to pull it off and not restrict myself in that boundary or that box was i think something that really pushed me and i started off learning a you know song by song and with each song you were discovering something new so whether it's an inversion of a chord or it's about utilizing certain notes or chords when you are moving from one to another you know there are there are very helpful techniques i i would say that but for a person who is not really um, you know well aware of those techniques it's just so much of wow <laughs> a lot of wow <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i totally get that yeah, yeah yeah so was it kind of would you like sit down and and listen to songs and kind of look for these moments and like try to figure out what they did and try to imitate it was that kind of how it went for you i think yes i think gradually over the years i developed a year to understand arrangements and instrumentations um and and then eventually also understand the nuances of it appreciate what's been you know what's what's gone gone uh, behind a song uh, whether it's from a lyrics perspective initially my initial years because i am predominantly a singer my initial years did focus on how you know a person is formatting their voice how are they emoting how are they projecting how are they restricting how are they bringing emotions along with their technique so all of that but eventually with with the way when i started to perform and with when i started to perform i wanted instruments to accompany me as a singer and that's how the journey on the other end started so when i picked up a guitar or when i picked up the keyboard or the piano that's how the entire process you know sort of uh, started to play and one thing always uh, led to another that way that discovery or the path was always interesting sometimes convoluted but interesting <laughs> Yeah and I I think the the kind of study that you've done of different vocal textures really reflects in your music. I remember when I first listened to uh July 19 I was really struck by the the different vocal textures you used even like within you know the same kind of falsetto range you'd have this one phrase in like a bit more of a huskier tone but then the next phrase with like a bit more I don't want to say chest voicey but you know a bit more out there and th- these kind mm-hmm. of contrasts really really made the song come alive so I mean who am I to say off this nobody but <laughs> um it, it just thinks that no that no you and- are the audience I mean and and as I said my songs are meant for people to interpret in their own way and specifically to line 19 because I remember even when I was speaking with my producer Monshu Parekh at that point of time 
the the brief and and one very important um, aspect of the entire production was that i want the song to be very easy on the ear to listen to because i want to it's like i want to you know um bring the canvas to them but i want i want them to start painting their canvas with their thoughts and their emotions and how are they perceiving the words that i say so if i'm if i'm saying what can i do to make you love me and what can i do to make you stay who do you think of what do you want to tell that person it's just your own story so audience 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we'll we'll definitely get uh more onto that once we uh talk about your songs, but just going back to your childhood. You kind of touched on this, but I just want to see if there's anything else. Um you talked about working with your with mm-hmm. your music teacher and that that one day in first grade where you have to perform out of nowhere, but uh in general, what sort of opportunities did you get musically at school? So I um in my early days, there were not a lot of students in the classes so you know the sections were divided so that there was a lot of uh, interaction with the student and the teacher it's something that now i understand but of course i didn't give any deaf ear to all of those concepts <laughs> back in the day but i do realize that all of that comes and and it's very very helpful because there were a handful of students to do everything in 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 the school so whether it's an oration contest whether it's a, a collage contest it's a painting contest is it's something related to anything tech something you know it was these handful of people who were picked and then they were motivated to go ahead and give your you know best foot forward that is the kind of i think you know the first few exploratory approach that is built right at the start which has been extremely helpful. So, yeah, I think it was it was definitely very helpful. Yeah, and you talk about how you've kind of delved into a couple of these different arts partly by not really by choice because there weren't enough people in your school, but I also know that you know you, you do quite a bit of dance and I read that you you're quite into Latin forms of dance. How do you think engaging with these different art forms has connected to the central art form that you pursue which is music do you think doing you know visual art or you know dance do you think that has contributed to the way you view music oh definitely definitely i mean uh, it just opens a wider pool of perspectives i mean uh, you bring the latin dance form that was you know one dance to be a part of my bucket list that i also always wanted to learn uh because that's something you cannot see and learn that's something that you need to be taught and learn so that was one thing that was you know really bugging me that i need to get this out of my bucket list and and when i did it is just this fresh sound oh my god i mean latin music and there's so much emotion there's so much of passion and there's so much of connection even when you've not even moved the inch in the, uh, on the floor even with just the way your body moves or just the way you know bodily uh, the lead connects with the follower which goes on to say the male dancer connects with the female dancer and with so much of uh, utmost respect i mean that just amazed me really so it's just music is interpretation and music is perspective right and if you 
had multiple avenues to um gain those perspectives i think as a singer as a songwriter specifically now i think it has definitely aided my music a lot and even as a singer i mean those nuances when you feel is when you emote yeah absolutely and uh, i remember speaking to uh, abhay jotparkar uh, quite a while back now around 2 years ago but he's very into, into his art and he was kind of telling me the same thing so i was curious to see whether you know you, you shared that viewpoint and you absolutely do and speaking about your your kind of musical pursuit something that struck me with july 19 in particular is it has a very kind of strong jazzish kind of influence with the song mm-hmm. and going through some of the live clippings of places you've performed at you know there's a lot of jazz in there and in india jazz is I mean I've never lived in India so I can't speak with complete certainty but it's a little bit niche from from what I understand. So yeah. how did you get into jazz? Yeah. I think I mean that's right to say that it is a niche but I think jazz is such a beautiful beautiful genre that you know even in its in its distorted forms it has found its ways and its path in all the mainstream uh, songs i mean uh, whether it's even hindi or even such strong influence from jazz that i think again uh, as a listener i was i was always very attracted to this uh, genre and uh, with due respect to people who you know do it with with utmost sincerity i mean it was just my humble uh, you know attempt at creating something which is a blend of it's not 100% jazz standard jazz right. but yes yeah, something that was you know very very close to my heart and if i can say like in my head it was the song had to be a john may meets uh, nora jones <laughs> yeah i think i saw you describe it as as exactly that somewhere else as well yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely felt like that as well. And yeah, um we talked about uh quite a bit about your childhood and I'd like to kind of move forward. And after finishing yeah. high school, you went to Amity University, if I'm correct, to study biotechnology. Yeah. And you were involved in music there as the president of the music society, but obviously because you were studying biotechnology, you weren't pursuing music full on as your major. Was that ever a consideration for you? like whether you should pursue or you know get a degree in something related to music yeah i mean looking back today given a chance i would definitely pursue it um, not in place of biotechnology but maybe with it however i mean you know it's everybody's personal journey i mean um, so that way today when i look back i think the most important aspect of me going to that college the fact that it's humongous and there are so many colleges within that university it just gave me you know all of these opportunities to meet people to interact with people and again as i was telling you right there were perspectives there were their tastes there were different kind of sounds i met people who are incredible who been taught for 10 12 years in hindustani classical and sing phenomenal english and you know all of that was so so um i think it's just the environment was so healthy that meeting all of these people was just a learning experience uh, in itself and given the fact that i was fortunate enough to get these platforms you know be the president of the cultural club it was shortly 
I think for a couple of months, eleven to twelve months, I think. Although they are not a couple of months by that standard, but I did have a show on the community radio for my college, wow. and yeah, and and my job there was to bring in musicians and just showcase them to to my college, and it used to be so interesting because I used to meet them before the actual show. We used to jam together, and then we. had segments uh, in the show where i would ask the questions that you're sort of asking me at the moment <laughs> and uh, yeah and and in all of that we would do certain covers if they have originals they would do that and, and the, the last segment was something that we used to do together so oh, wow all of yeah it was so much fun and then again because i was i was um, you know responsible for that show i used to also um, be very very closely associated with the producer of the show so something that i'm so behind the mic and in front of the mic all those kinds of exposure were, were uh, i think very very helpful in the journey Wait, I'm interested about this show because you were basically doing <laughs> my job i guess <laughs> Like uh, how 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 did this opportunity come about? I didn't know about this. Yeah, Clearly, I haven't done. I research, know. But... Um, <laughs> I think I have done my bit of hiding all of this really well. <laughs> There, I think that's the one. <laughs> so no, definitely the thing was, um, my college had a community radio show, right? And again, it was because it was such a huge, huge university. and the mass media communication segment uh, that the entire uh, college they have really good infrastructure and uh, given the fact that i was very strongly involved in all the cultural activities it just you know sort of gave this idea to my teachers in the uh, the other departments to explore people who are actually artists and give them this platform because probably the way they would do it would be a little different from the people who are already doing it and i used to collaborate with the other students as i said as producers so it's a win win for all of us because they learn perspectives from our end and we learn you know a lot of uh, information and uh, nuances processes all of that from them So were these artists that you were bringing in people that were in the university or or not necessarily? They were in the university. I see. So so there even though you weren't necessarily in a music university, there were like a wide array of musicians there. Oh yes. Oh yes, because I think one really um big achievement if I would say for myself was to get a group of people who are kick ass musicians. prepare a good ensemble of a cappella and go out there in all colleges of denny university and win and come back and it used to be so so rewarding because prior to that not a lot of people from my college or university uh, you know used to participate in these events they used to but it was not unified so you know how a university has many colleges so every college used to send their entry but given the fact that i had a lot of connections across the university we joined forces and we picked our people from across the colleges that gave us a lot of strength in terms of you know so much of vocal power so much of uh, information again a lot of people were trained a lot of people were doing western music for a lot of you know a uh, good duration of time so all of that together powered and love together and and again in the delhi circuit uh, you know because people used to come as individuals 
as a force amity university was not recognized in that point of time but when we came and oh my god how we did because we were doing it for the first time so we had zero inhibitions we'll go there we'll have fun and we'll come back can you imagine anishad we choreographed our performance like oh wow it's perfect act going on <laughs> so you used to arrange your own kind of a cappellas as well yeah all by ear yeah <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> yeah we used to i mean i think i i definitely enjoyed the process and which has stayed with me we used to of course select songs and then uh, get together to deconstruct the song primarily see what's the uh, what the artist has done on the song and and see what are the parts that we would want to you know um have in our song or the parts that we want to deconstruct and then construct in another way mm-hmm. so all of these these discussions again you you will understand being a musician yourself that you know those jamming sessions used to be so much of fun and so much of uh, learnings wow yeah i can't imagine that would have been wonderful so going from your time at amedi afterwards you pursued uh your master's degree in italy in bocconi university if i'm correct hopefully yeah. got the pronunciation yeah. right um, and italy is a very very interesting place musically i had the honor of of going there for an international choir competition around 3 oh, years wow. ago yeah so yeah i sang in in verona but yeah just listening to all of the music around me was just absolutely incredible So what what sort of musical exposures did you have once you got to Italy? I think not from a musical aspect of course I did go around see people you know how they are just in the streets doing their thing it used to be such a such a motivation you know just to see them doing their thing and um, we traveled a lot when i was in milan so all the nearby countries we did that and we see that you know one song even if it's a cover for example shape of you by ed sheeran so many versions of the same song even if they're doing the same way it's just like a wave of creativity hitting you every time you see somebody doing you know sort of these things and um, my college had a grand piano right in the center of the hall so uh, in between going to classes and it's a masters in business administration so not to undermine those courses but you needed those few minutes of break to really get back to your game <laughs> otherwise <laughs> it would get really really tough and so you know that cross culture connection somebody is playing someone singing someone if i am playing somebody join me when i'm singing so i think it was just uh, i don't think i'll be able to pin down the musical aspects but from an overall experience point of view i think it was it was very immersive if i could use that word because i remember um i had gone to gone for a vacation in nice france and we ended up uh, performing for a club and where the other yeah and they were so welcoming <laughs> we were like hey. just out of nowhere like unplanned out of nowhere we said oh, hey wow. we also sing can we join and they were like hell yeah come <laughs> 
and the entire club is singing rolling in the deep while i am uh, singing uh, the same song with the guitar and then i have somebody who's playing the piano uh, somebody who's uh, on the congo and is trying to you know give those uh, beats on the go- it is so much fun so much fun Oh wow, that must have been incredible, yeah. What was that something? I mean, I know you were in the kind of live scene quite a lot, but was it a kind of environment where you could just walk in and just play what you wanted or was it more planned generally? Yeah, I mean, for this it was definitely impromptu, <laughs> but right. otherwise I think I am a person of spontaneity, but I do like to take calculated risks. so i will plan my stuff but i will also allow myself to really freely navigate my emotions and and my mental space as to where is um the space that i want to go you know in looking at observing because again if when you're performing live a major major part of that performance or the success of the performance is dependent on the reaction of the audience so if you can gauge yes. that and mix it up with something that you really want to do i think it's the best of both worlds then do you think an unplanned kind of environment allows you to engage with the audience a bit more or not necessarily as i said i mean i think i'm a person who would plan things but still mm-hmm. allow uh, you know good amount right. of space for some things that that can happen naturally so mm-hmm. i think from an experience point of view naturality is something that is always always Uh, you know more engaging and uh, even when i used to do you know my songs that i have that i used to prepare so i used to prepare set list and i'm extremely fond of mashups mashups that yeah have certain meanings you know so um i'll give you an example there is you must have heard of this song by J- uh, bruno mars just the way you are yeah yeah right so the lyrics the lyrics go about the face and the beauty and how you want the person just to be like that and i generally club that song with chaudhary ka chand which is a hindi song oh. which means jo bhi ho tum khuda ki kasam lajawab ho and it's similar and it's so similar and it just blends and it just conveys the meaning for me but it's it's again it's creative but but it has meaning um in its delivery so i used to do all of these kind of mashups sometimes i used to get a okay i used to get a lot of requests from the audience and to cater to that request i used to also create the mashup from their requests so oh, wow. of course i think yeah the 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 fact that i never restricted myself from going okay i will only do a b c d and e that just fueled my creativity also to much extent because i'm on the stage in front of people and i need to do the songs can i do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's something i never noticed unfortunately uh, i i don't speak a word of hindi i'm i'm tamil so uh, that's that's my mother tongue that's the language i'm i'm more familiar with so yeah i i don't i unfortunately don't understand any hindi hopefully uh, something to to do in the future but i never noticed because i've seen that you've done a lot of mashups but i never knew there was kind of a a thematic commonality yeah. was that the case with the the was it the niti mohan contest where you uh, combined three songs oh yeah Yeah, was there yeah. like a thematic that, commonality there as well? There was thematic con- yeah yeah it was there also because if you closely listen to it the song that i was covering which was the actual contest mm-hmm. uh was a song about lord krishna and something that 
I sort of combined together. One was from um, the song "Mere Dhol Na Sun," which is a calling, and another one by Kailash Kher, which is called "Sanya." But it's so the male singer is singing from the female perspective, but it is in much ways dedicated to you know the higher power as well. because the song says how i have completely you know um just immersed myself in you so those few connections were something that i i always try to build and i did also in in that mashup wow that's that's really interesting yeah i i never even thought that you could approach mashups in that way i always thought of it as a kind of you know a, a musical commonality that you might bridge together but that that's really really interesting And speaking of your musical creativity, I'd like to uh, jump into your original compositions. And uh, let's start with your first one, uh, your Good first on. release, July nineteen. Uh, my personal favorite. I- I'm I'm quite curious about the the kind of dynamics of working on a personal story with a collaborator. Obviously, since it's a personal story, you might want to keep certain things to yourself. But at the same time, with the producer working on the track. You need him to understand what you want to communicate. So, yeah. did you approach this by sharing exactly, you know, what happened or whatever the personal story was, or did you just tell him, "Hey, these are the emotions I want to convey," and just roll with that? Right, right. It's a great question again, Ishaan, because I personally feel that the kind of connection that you can have or you can build with your producer. will be directly proportional to the kind of emotions that you can bring in your song so when you two people vibe then that vibe will be translated it's as mm. simple as that because interestingly i did you know reach out to other few producers before going ahead uh, with himanshu for the project and it just didn't seem to really really work and in mm. fact i was working on a couple of songs that i had written earlier so july 19th is my debut song but it's not the song that i wrote first right right interestingly and um, you know th- and when you're not able to communicate is is as simple as being stuck in a relationship when you're not able to communicate so and that could really bring you down so it's very important for you to really understand and vibe with your producer as a person if that happens music also happens is what i believe first so when i took july 19 and i played july 19 for him on show he really really liked it but apart from that i think he 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 mentioned the fact that it's just so simple and so innocent but so powerful at the same time just to be able to call out you know call out saying what can i do to make you stay and it's so relatable we've we've been through that at some point of time in our life whether it is with our romantic partner or whether it is with somebody who really we want to spend time with even with our families or friends so these conversations really helped him to get to uh, you know the bottom of it and um, against necessarily sharing that incident or no i think it's a very personal choice but honestly till date nobody has ever been privy to the fact as to why is this called july 19 what <laughs> happened on july 19 <laughs> yeah we will leave that to you. i'll leave the investigation work to to somebody else but um, I'll, i'll stick to the music and uh, speaking of of this song um this is something we kind of touched on uh just now but 
Something that I'm really interested in is the idea of sharing your own story while leaving room、mm-hmm. for the audience to add their own interpretation. And it, it kind of seems like you had this this balance in mind because you say that it's written in a romantic context, but it can be interpreted in a non-romantic context as well. So were there things you did to ensure that the song could be relatable on a wider scale and that it could be enjoyed?、Yeah. In a non-romantic context as well. Yeah, yeah. No, we we intentionally kept away from a lot of elements in the song that could make it or give it a lot of romantic feel.、Mm-hmm. We did consciously do that. We wanted the production to be minimal anyhow, but we、mm-hmm. still kept away from even arrangements that would sound too love-oriented. If I what if exactly I do you mean by that? that? So, oh,、uh, you know. You know how your emotions can be interpreted by the way you play your music, right? So when we are playing more open sounds, when we are playing less again minimalistic、uh, production, but more of open sounds, long phrases, that would invite you to think and collaborate with me in certain manner. However, if I'm playing or or arranging my piano or my guitar in a way where where it is. Leading your thoughts instead of you know going hand to hand, then I will basically lead you to where your emotions and what I want you to think. Wow, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I've heard kind of Jacob Collier talking about th- this balance, and it's something that that he's talked about a lot in his interviews. And yeah, if you look at his lyrics, it's really broad and, and general, and it really. Uh, leaves room for the listener to to add their own interpretation,、yeah. and yeah, since since I heard those interviews, I kind of became interested in the idea, and it's interesting to hear that you really considered that as well. Sticking with this song, one one thing that I found intriguing is that when you were thanking all of the people that were involved in the making of this track on social media, there was one person that you thanked that, at least as far as I understand. Was not directly involved in the song, and the person I'm referring to is your vocal coach,、uh, Shannon Donald. So, w- what、yeah. sort of role, directly or indirectly, d- did she play in the song? Yeah, no, I, I share an incredible bond with my vocal coach. So, as now you know that I'm not theoretically coming from a background where I am, you know, trained myself. I've trained myself in music. However, I did know that I would definitely would want to work on the quality of my. Singing. That's how I went ahead with,、uh, you know, singing and and training with the vocal coach. And when I was doing that, she's so motivating, and she said,、uh, "Shweta, why don't you you?" So、I've, as now you know, right? I'm into mashups. I'll create. I'll create a space where you know I can improvise and all of that. So she saw all of those traits in me. And whenever she asked me about my original music, I said,、uh, "No, I don't think I can do it." No, I don't think I can't create something. I can work on something that's already existing, but I can't create music. And so, very slyly, she did a couple of exercises with me, where she asked me to sing over、uh, a karaoke track or a piano track, where she said, "You don't have to do the original melody. I want you to improvise." So, in my head, I was doing what I already knew, but in her head, she was also making me. Feel comfortable with creating something that does not exist. So that was one really, really big push in terms of writing my own songs. But when you write your own songs, there are two aspects to it. One is the melody, one is the lyrics. And a lot of people I know 
they do struggle in the lyrics part of it and so she again did certain exercises with me where she said uh, once you get a hang of you know just expressing yourself even if it is just journaling you'll not really find it difficult to put words to your thoughts correct because anyhow we are expressive people even right now for the past one hour i have been expressing whatever i feel without a script so when you are naturally that person why can't you put it to other streams as well and that made sense to me that made really a made uh, you know it was like you know uh, the penny just dropped in my head so that push i think was the most incredible thing that could have happened right before covid happened to me because i had just gotten into that groove and then the entire world shut down which gave me a lot of time to still continue that groove mm-hmm. and explore whether do i like it do i like making music do i like writing am i comfortable with sharing and all of these thoughts you you mentioned journaling was that something you consciously either picked up yourself or were pushed to pick up in order to develop your lyric writing skills yeah so uh, yeah that that's a great uh, observation nishad and i did consciously because i wanted to pen out my feelings um i feel i am an impulsive writer so i have i can train myself to write about concepts that you throw at me however i personally feel that my best comes when i uh, strongly feel it so um with july 19 because we're talking about it it was i wrote two sessions and both those sessions were only 5 minutes long they were two months apart but they were only for 5 minutes similarly for home and i think i've really talked about that a lot home happened in a ride when i was coming back from the airport to the place i stay it was that 5 minutes of outburst so yeah you brought up home so let let's move on to that and something that i find really interesting about this song is that thematically it's kind of a sad song the song talks about how you miss home and i guess there's a little bit of that longing feeling but if you listen to it genre wise it's quite pop like and like by the end you can groove to it it doesn't necessarily feel like this sad sobering song it has a groove to it and you can you can kind of you know I wouldn't go as far to say it's a dance song but like you know there's a good kind of solid beat to it and something that we can groove to. So there's this kind of contrast here going on at least to me. So was this a kind of conscious choice or did it just kind of turn out like that? How did how did that happen? Uh that was that was the result of my conversations with him on show. And uh, so generally what we do is we try to get down that we love in a production or in a song that would resonate with the main emotion of the song so the main riffs that you hear whether it's on on the nylon guitar or the piano sections those were the main parts basically that constitute of the main soul of the song from an arrangement point of view right and when all of that came together him on should just in a text is this a sad song and i said not necessarily it's not a sad song it's just a song that tells you that you're moving out of your comfort zone willingly and so you're missing it but because you're doing it willingly you have to do it on your own it just summarizes that way and he said got it and i was like okay what was that all about and then couple of days later i asked him so where are we on the track and he's like so i've already done it days back 
but i was just i don't know whether i should send it to you or not and i was like what are you saying just send it to me like either you will love it and love it to the core or you will hate it <laughs> there's nothing in the in between so i was like okay okay send it off and uh, then i heard it and the beat when it comes in i didn't expect it and i spent good 3 days hating it <laughs> i wanted and i tried every single bit to hate it and i couldn't <laughs> there was all possible reason uh, reason logic everything that i could associate that song with and i just couldn't hate it and i knew that this is this is meant for it so it was completely different from the kind of image you had of the song initially yeah yeah because generally from a mood and emotion point of view i know what i want but from a groove and beat point of view is where i rely heavily on him on to and that's the kind of expertise that he brings on the table right, right. because he is with a band and uh, i mean their music is incredible yeah so interesting and yeah speaking about the kind of message or or, or theme of this song As part of the promotion for the song, you asked people around you what they felt home meant to them. And I was yeah. kind of curious to hear your take on given that this is your song. What is home <laughs> to you in this song? Is it the physical building or is it something more? I think that um I again, I will give you a couple of perspectives and I will let you choose what you think means home to me. Yeah. Uh but I have been out of my hometown for about 12 years now and so going back again coming to the place where you so for me in my head workplace and you know your your place where you've been born raised and brought up they are different they've always been different and segregated right and that's actually the kind of differentiation that I've tried to achieve because when you're at home you're home you're lazy but when you want to work you want to get into that group <laughs> so that way especially after the lockdown when i stepped out of the home uh, out of my my uh, home it just felt uncomfortable i wanted to do that because i wanted to go start my music do you know sessions with my producer and all of those things but it just was a feeling i couldn't shake off and i did not know what it was generally you know how you step and i'm a person who sometimes can be forgetful so <laughs> i was coming out of the house and i was like have i like not a phone or my license or what is it what is this thing that i am constantly feeling what am i i was telling my father that uh, i'm going to call you from the airport because i'm 100% sure i'm i'm leaving something behind <laughs> <laughs> and when i said that it just made sense to me that you know i am leaving something behind so it might not be the physical aspect of me being in my room or just the comfort that that comes in when you are with the people that you love or you or the people that you want to stay with so for me it was my parents uh but definitely i will resonate if uh, you know tomorrow if i have a family of my of my own i will resonate the same feeling with them as well so can home be plural of course yeah of course home is also my art for that matter because i feel comfortable expressing myself it could be my instrument it could be someone's canvas it could be someone's kitchen for that matter yeah you know when, when they just want Sorry. to declutter them themselves and just do something and and express and 
just to create something. Yeah, and it was interesting to hear in that video so many different uh, perspectives on on what home is, and it kind of broadened my kind of uh, viewpoint on on what the the concept of home is. So yeah, and and you kind of did that right now with your response as well. Something else that was quite interesting about the promotion of the song was the way you announced it. It was a WhatsApp <laughs> conversation between yourself and the producer of the song, Kimon Shu. Was this a real conversation, or was it just a kind of marketing thing? So, of course, from a point of view of what went out finally was dreams and something that we tried to achieve. Right. But that was exactly the story. The, oh, the really? idea to to yeah the idea to put this out that promotional video and and it being the first. teaser of the song it that idea came to me because it was the real story and as i said you know something that's natural will definitely resonate with people i am a person who's comfortable sharing a lot of my stories with the people because they they are actually the reason why they made me feel comfortable about sharing so it's just me responding to that and um, again as i said i landed right uh, on the bombay airport i landed at the airport and i had this feeling and 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 i took a ride back to my place and i was just feeling weird and in that moment of those outburst 5 5 10 minutes i wrote in a poem sort of a manner whatever i was feeling and i did that at a couple of days later because of course i gave some time to settle in because i had come from uh, you know after the lockdown and stuff so when that happened i settled in and i went back to what i had written I felt I really need to put melody to it because it's so genuine. Mm. It's a story I want to share, and uh, I, you know, just casually put some melodies and some tunes on, and that was just one verse, pre-chorus and chorus. And I sent it off to Monchu that you know I've been, and he knew that I'm feeling that way because the moment mm. I landed, he said, "Okay, great, welcome," and I said, "Yeah, I'll be meeting you soon because that's exactly why I had come to Bombay." Um. So I sent it to him, and he's like, uh, "I'll check it out. I'm in a session right now. I'll check mm-hmm. it out." And and the next morning, when he heard it, and he said it's great, I asked him, "Have you stepped out of your house for something that you want to do?" And he said, "No, but I know how it feels to be on the other side when people go." and you're left at home and it was such a great interesting conversation because even though we're talking about the same thing of somebody stepping out of their houses it's like you know whether you're on when you're traveling whether you're on the ride or whether you're on the road it's just so amazing to see that it's two different perspectives on the same thing yeah So oh, it that, actually happened that yeah. way, and so I just wanted to, you know, bring out the same, the same emotion and the same thing to the audience as well. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've talked about your journey thus far, and you know the the two amazing songs that you've put out, and I'm sure everybody listening is uh, looking forward to know what's next for you. Uh, what can we expect from you in the next few months or years? Right. So the next song that will be coming out soon will be the song that I wrote first, the first oh. ever song that came out of Shweta Shivasthava as a singer-songwriter. That so the is the song team. that will be coming out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah and uh, i'm really really excited about it because uh, again you know uh, this was also the song that i had sung and performed extensively during the lockdown mm. i got that confidence of putting out my music from this song and the way i used to perform is not the way how i will present so mm. that contrast is something that i'm really really excited about because at one point of time when i used to go live and also you know um, when i used to go on other people's lives there used to be people from my followers community we used to join and say we want to listen to saturn and for a person saturn is the name of the song yeah. for a person who's yet you know figuring it out trying to understand whether she should you know come out with the music or no and they receive messages on live people remembering the song one of your own compositions and asking for it it's like ah uh, that's all you need oh that's wonderful so yeah we we've spoken about your journey and of course though everybody listening knows you as a fantastic singer well also a fantastic songwriter but um from a presentation point of view a fantastic singer and uh I think they would be very happy if they managed to hear a few tunes from you if that's okay. So what would you like to listen to? We have to start off with your debut song. <laughs> At least your your official debut song, not your actual My debut song. My official debut song. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually not sung this one in a while. <laughs> good to and and the version that you will hear is the version how it was um you know composed we walk round the clock to make ends meet in the struggle of life how can we keep us alive the way we were you planted right on me at the start of July 19 to tell me what can i do what can i do to make you love me what can i do what can i do to make you That's amazing. I still Thank you. yeah, just the kind of bounce the song has and the kind of lilting waltzy kind of feel. Yeah, 
it's brilliant. Second song I'd like to ask for. I, I know I'm I'm giving these off the cuff and you're completely <laughs> not prepared for for any of these. But so if if it's difficult, that's absolutely no problem. But you had put a little snippet of Arzian, and that's one of my favorite songs. If 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 it's possible, I would love to hear a bit more of Arzian. Sure, sure. I I actually love that song myself, and uh, I mean it's just and you know interestingly that was also one of the songs that I performed when I was in uh, I think eleventh or twelfth, which was the last few years of my college, junior high, and um, yeah, it's, it it brings me really good memories. This song. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So I always end all of my episodes with the same question, and that okay. one question is, "What's on your playlist right now?" Oh, there are so many songs actually. <laughs> um, I'm listening to the entire album Silk Sonic because I just feel there's so, so, so much to learn from it. So intensely rich. I mean, of course, not to say that it's fun it's mm. one of the most fun album and personally i've never been um you know that person who would go and play the entire album i'll sort of pick my songs and then but oh my god this album 
yeah so that's on my uh, top list these days anything else in particular there are a lot of songs which uh, there are a lot of songs which i generally listen to uh, they are my go to songs a lot of the songs uh, which are also a part of you know the singing routine that i sing so uh, you'll find a variety in that format uh, there are opera songs theatrical songs like think of me and uh, hamilton you know a lot of those songs as well but on the other end as i said you'll find songs like bruno mars there's uh, adele there's a lot of uh, justin timberlake there's a lot of uh, beyonce for that matter so it is just mix in terms of hindi also i have started to develop so the yellow diary is my favorite band how do i explain my love for the songs oh my god by collaborating <laughs> with one of its members wow bullseye on that one i think what an experience but yeah i just um, there's a variety of songs it's just it's like you know in your head you're building this library of sounds of ways how you can sound of different textures just this morning my producer sent me this uh, reel where this girl was singing talking to the moon and she goes uh, like uh, you know talking to the moon and then she takes that in a higher octave so she reaches about what um, g6 oh gosh <laughs> wow yeah. and i was like wow because for saturn we are stacking a lot of vocals in the background there are a lot of songs that will be coming up i'm also planning for my hindi debut because of course oh. we are in and hindi songs are a great market but more so because i write english music but i'm not an english singer so that way i right, also right. want all you know so many more uh, sides of my personality my singing personality or as a vocalist so a lot of stuff perfect all right so i think we'll finish this episode off there thank you so much for your time and thank you to the listeners for tuning in make sure to go and check out shweta's music and her social media i'll leave all of the relevant uh, links in the description below thank you so much once again for your time it was lovely lovely speaking to you i think i had the most fun one hour interacting with you going down the memory lane and what not so um, thank you Well, that was Shweta Shivastava on our 15th episode of the Indowancers podcast. And thank you to everyone that has tuned in. You can find us at the Indowancers, spelled T-H-E-I-N-D-O-E-N-C-E-R-S, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Or you can use the links in the description. Likewise, you can find our homepage at theindowancers.wordpress.com or through the link in the description. Make sure to subscribe to the Indowancers podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you once again and we'll see you next time.